what's up everybody welcome back i don't know what number this episode this is but it's episode of franco's world with my very talented guest maximilian spinelli max how are you bud i'm good happy to be back yeah we've we've decided that he's a quote-unquote friend of the pod i hate to use that term but he is he's a he's part of the two-timers club it's a it's a very i want a jacket i would like a i would like a, a letterman jacket you know how like snl does the five timers club with like the robe like yeah i want to get to that point eventually i would i would love that let's just do three more episodes after this except in ex- except instead of like a robe you're gonna get this candle called uh oak and moss it's my favorite candle it's by w and l wolf and lamb and they don't Ooh. make it anymore and i can't find it anywhere i'm very upset well, if you send me that candle, I'll know it's real. That's that true. Last, the you, last of its kind. Honestly, like if if somebody is around me and they get the the oak moss candle scent in the air, it means something. Yeah, it means a lot. I love. I'm a big candle boy. Let me tell you that. I love. I'm a big. Candle. I'm a big candle guy too. Now, are candle guys? They're soft boys, right? Candle guys are soft boys. Well, it depends. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, sometimes a candle guy. They're just masking. Uh, there are other ways, you know, the the scent of their uh, disgustingness. Yeah. But a true candle guy, you know what I mean? When it's just you already smell good. The yeah. Candles the aesthetic. Yeah. If you're going for a different energy. You're a soft boy. Now, I don't know <laughs> if I use the candles for the aesthetic aspect of it. Now, I do have a couple candles that are aesthetic. Like I have one that's like uh, an old girlfriend got it for me. It's like a Yingling, like they've made it out of a Yingling bottle. And oh, it's like a cool. candle in there. And I burnt it once, and then she's like, "That's for decoration, you idiot." And I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." So wow. I have that, but yeah. the wolf and lamb <laughs> candle—that's that's being used. I mean, the aesthetic when you want that energy, you know, if you're oh. in, you're in oak moss moss mood, you know what I mean? Like right. I've got, I've got different kind of vibes, you know. Mm-hmm. I okay. I have company candles when you have people over. Those are company candles. Now, do you have a po- post coitus candle? candle i do yeah that's, that's tobacco and amber <laughs> <laughs> and, and again mine is oak and moss yeah oak and moss yes it works let me tell you something <laughs> um we've we've come to the conclusion that i might be a soft boy we were going down a few things like look at me i have be- a beaded bracelet beaded bra- on. i was just gonna say the beaded bracelet <laughs> I got this actually when I was up in the city. I'd forgot the name of the comic who gave it to me, but she made these for Earth Day, and this one was cool. That's cool. I mean, it's not even from somewhere. You got it's homemade. Yeah. I would love to know which comic did that. Dude. Oh my God. Yemi? Yemi. Yumi. 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 Huh. You know there Yumi? There are too many comics. I don't you know. <laughs> there are too many comics. You know, I'm not saying she should quit, but I'm saying everybody else should quit everybody else should quit she yeah. should stay because of the bracelet but everybody should else should quit open a shop yes so you are sort of like the champion of soft boys uh you you lead us because i'm now apparently a disciple yeah explain to me like what some of the checklist is to be a soft boy explain like or maybe you could ask me like hey do you do this do you do that i yeah I, and we don't have a list because that would be too hard Okay. Um, so you got to stay soft. So say soft, um, <laughs> soft boy is also very similar to doing less. Oh yeah. Shout out Mike Bramante. Great, great pod. Great pod. Love Mike. Um, I, 
I mean, listen, it's a, it's a mindset. It's an it's a it's a style. It's an energy. It's just it's another way of saying you're a huge bitch. I think. Right. Okay. But I think it's re-owning that. You know what I mean? I also didn't mean to be this way, but I thought it was funny when I when Mike and I were first making sketches. We called it Soft Boys Comedy, and it made sense because Mike and I, you're not going to believe this, we're not exactly a mask, not a couple of. Not a couple of hunks over here just swinging you're not, domes. You're not big like, uh, you know, cigar, go out and shoot an animal. Guys, guy. Yeah. yeah, I remember I went to Newport last summer with a group of friends, and I was staying at our friend Kathy's house. Mm. And, like, there were a couple other guys there. And our friend Chris, we were hanging out. It was the end of the night, and we were with Kathy's dad. And her dad, uh, nice guy. They have money, God bless and he pulls out a bottle of Lagavulin and he goes, Chris, wow. how, would you, how would you like a little Lagavulin, a little whiskey? And I'm standing right there. And I go, you don't think I'd want a little whiskey? <laughs> <laughs> and I overplayed my hand because then he gave it to me and I didn't like it. Obviously it tasted, right. it tasted yucky, but yucky. I, <laughs> I had to. <laughs> he knew I'm not, a, I'm not a whiskey boy. It's too much. I, so, I, like, I like it just for the look. Yeah, well, obviously it's the aesthetic. And when you, if you're doing things for aesthetic, you're a soft boy. Let me ask you this, Franco. You, uh, you have plants in your house? Uh, I'm currently in my parents' house, so yeah, there are plants. But in my old apartments, I've never had it. I've never had. Never had plants. Tell you what, that would have been soft. That would have been very soft. That, now, here's how much I am of sort of like an aesthetic look. I had a gig on New Year's, all right, and I was at. It was a nice like hotel. And uh, afterwards, I was at the hotel bar, and I was like, yeah. J and B, J and B and water. And I was just like uh, sitting there. All my, I had a, a suit on, and I had yeah. my J and B water. I'm watching the ball drop, and it was, I felt like I was like on a, an, a Sinatra record or something like that. That's cool. Very soft boy. Cool. That's that is that's soft, especially because you're alone on New Year's. <laughs> you know, you didn't yeah, have. You, you know didn't what? have. Yeah. <laughs> you were kissing the glass at midnight. Um, I, I get, I get ask very emotional on New Year's. Do you? Yeah, I get very sad. Because it's the end of something, but it's also it's, the beginning. I, I get very, it's very confusing because like, I surround myself by happy things. First off, on the TV, I got my guy Andy Cohen on there. He's hilarious. All right, I love Andy mm -hmm. Cohen. Have him going on. He's, he's funny. Then he and him and Anderson go back and forth. They're funny. Then they bring on my guy John Mayer, and that gets me in my feels. And I also have a John Mayer shirt on right now, so soft boy. Just add to the software. You're list. just checking things off the and, 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 But but it's so funny because like like you know, you hear that 10, 9, 8, and then they play yeah. all Lang's eye, and I don't even know the yeah. words, and it gets me in my feels, and I do a lot of reflection, and I'm also optimistic, but for some reason I'm just sad. I don't know why. Because you're a soft boy. I mean, getting emotional at the end of a year. I mean, that's uh, you know, you're getting reflective. That's it. It doesn't matter what you look like or what you do. It's all comes from inside, you know. Yeah. And inside, that's a gooey nougat center. Let me tell you that. Very much. <laughs> I'm like Franco. a fast break. <laughs> that's that's wonderful. God forbid. Okay, maybe you're coming on tour with us now. Now we have to have you come with us. I will do. I will open and do five minutes, and I'll just sit there and just be like, "So, how are we like feeling today? Like, you guys want to talk about like your feelings?" <laughs> <laughs> the uh the other thing that i do let me think oh my gosh i lost what i was gonna do you go ahead what are some other soft boy stuff wow um how about this you ever you ever on uh public transportation listen to music you look out the window really get caught in your feelings <laughs> that ever happened to you 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> I tell you, I tell you when I was a kid, bro, I used to like I used to listen to like what I wanted the soundtrack to be as whatever mood I was in or wherever geographic location I was at. And like I would just sort of insert myself into movie scenes and be like, I am this is me at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's I mean, listen, that's beautiful. That's I, that's the life. <laughs> I have multiple playlists on Spotify for certain moods that I want to transport myself into. Do you ever That's get weird. sad? Do you ever make yourself sad because you want to be sad at one point? I, I, I don't, I don't know if it's sad, but I think it's like more like I would call it centered, but yeah, no, I do. I have certain music that I, if I want to just kind of like slow it down the world, man, it's kind of, it's kind of. So what, what's on that? What's on that list? You can't just say I have music and hide it from us. Well, let me tell you something. I can pull up, I can pull up the old Spotify app right now. And is tell that the you. military green iPhone? This is, and it's also shattered. It's, I also the have way, the military green iPhone. I, the night I got this, I dropped it and shattered it. So ever since then, it's it's part of the look now, the spider webs on the back. I like it. Oh. Uh, you know what's been big for me lately? I've been big on Bowie. David I've been Bowie. I heard big that on episode Bowie. With, uh, with Ben. With Ben, yeah, yeah. So that's, I didn't even know who he was before. I knew who he was, but I didn't know any of his music beforehand. And now I'm a big Bowie boy. I got a tattoo after no kidding yeah you just got that yeah let's examine that. that is so cool yeah man mm-hmm. so are you so you're you are like me in the sense that whenever you're onto something new maybe maybe an artist that you like you have to know everything about them yeah well i mean especially because like i wanted to i i don't know like i i think it's maybe it's my late age that i'm in now but i like learning again like it's like i you know how you go backwards you know i used to resent school and now like mm-hmm. i'm into it again oh, like, i never I stopped a, learning right i read a book i listened to all the music i wanted to get into it right. and i think it's like i i like instead of liking a lot of things i'm into like loving certain things right now wow yeah wow i like that, that goes for people too franco and you're on the list let that's me right tell you. that's right baby that's right <laughs> i still am in debt to you because you uh i took that trip to new york for a job interview and you were like you're in town you're on and i was yeah. like dude that was like arguably like the obviously the coolest venue i'd ever gotten to to perform at just because my typical venues are bad but yeah. uh, uh that was awesome man i can't thank you enough for that it was an absolute pleasure let me tell you you're taller in person you see, you- people have been saying that. People say I look short in my pictures. Yeah, well, because I think it's because you're a you're a slender you're a slender boy. Yeah, I am so. slender. I'm, I'm working on that. I'm working on that. But <laughs> I mean, you're a giant though in person. You really you're tall. Six foot three, six foot three man. My mom yeah. is like five eleven. She played college basketball, and I uh, did not play high school basketball. I was bad. Uh, did you play any sports? Yeah, I played football, soccer, tennis, and baseball. Let me tell you something. Next time you're in the city, I think we're hitting the tennis courts. Let me tell you. Yeah, I yeah, we talked about that on the <laughs> on the uh, last episode that you were played for fun in college. I would love to. I'd love to play again. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I mean, there's there's outdoor courts. There's also a bubble here that Ben and I go to throughout the summer. It's great. I'd love to play. I'd love mm-hmm. to play. So uh, we'll get going back to the soft boy stuff. For me, and obsessions with with artists. You know, I had. Uh, in college, I was a like McConaughey stan. So like, all of his weird philosophical McConaughey is yeah that like well, I wouldn't do that. But like, 
those McConaughey, I don't know what you call it, the McConaissance, like I was into yeah. all that. Like I would, I would run and work out while he was like giving some speech about like, you got to be the author on your own book of life. So when you turn the page, baby, there's nothing there and you get to write. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. I get it. So well, and, the, Oscar, the Oscar speech where he was like, I look up to me in five years. Yeah, that, that was a baller fucking move. It Only was he big, could get away with saying that. Could you true. imagine anybody else? Yeah. Shit on. I, I'm trying to think of an of an, a funny actor that would like get up there. It's like Mel Gibson would get up there and he's like, ah, I live myself in five years or something like yeah. that. Somebody crazy. Present. Exactly. <laughs> but then I got into, uh, and I've gotten into other artists too, but then uh, like 2019, I got into John Mayer's stuff. So and then I had to learn everything about him because he's a funny guy. He plays good music. And now I have like five or six records of his. So I, mean, I don't know who the next one is going to be. Let me tell you something. I think uh, for me, it's also Maggie Rogers. I think she's an artist. Let me tell okay. you something. She does the Lord's work. Really, it's an ethereal kind of vibe. If you mm. kind of like, all of a sudden, you're just kind of floating. You're just kind of yeah. like, you're vibing. It's a good one. Add it to your list. I tell you who I listen to when I get sad sometimes. And I also have songs of them that I listen to when I'm happy in a good mood. But yeah. they have a lot of sad stuff. The 1975. Really? Just a very I don't soft associate boy. them with sad songs because they have a lot of they I I, I have a lot of them saved on my uh, on my buddy buddy list. I will send give me your number I'm gonna shoot yeah. you after this I literally have a playlist only for me I call it the private collection it's like <laughs> it's like it's like it's like fifteen of their like saddest songs and I listen to it late night driving by myself. I am going to need access to that private collection. Let me tell you something. You can have the you can have access to the private see, collection. You know what else I got? I got my my roommate got me a record player for yeah. for um, Christmas. Was it Christmas? Um, and I bought the the Amy Winehouse Back to Black album. Okay. Let me tell you, there's something about slapping that record on, <laughs> popping that in there. All of a sudden, I'm like, do I have a problem with alcohol? You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Gosh, I don't hope I, I hope I don't join the twenty seven club or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, that's I can't even now. I'm twenty eight. You know, I miss my I miss the boat. <laughs> oh man, it's uh, funny that you I, like I take it old school when I put my records on and I go put my records on. You know, yeah. <laughs> and I, I uh, like it depending on what I want. So say I'm in a mood to, some sort of like storytelling. I'll put on like um, like John Mayer Paradise Valley where it's like westerny feel like mm -hmm. very acoustic stuff and i'll sit there and i'll listen to it and i'll contemplate my life and i'll be like i want to move to wyoming and get a horse and never talk to anybody that sounds like my nightmare but i think that would <laughs> <laughs> I, i'm a social creature but you got these you got a couple of axes behind you are you uh are you, a, you oh yeah 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 i play um, the, the, the axe <laughs> i don't I, i'm oh we almost lost camera access right there hold on one second i'll pull one out just uh, keep keep saying words. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you like John Mayer because of the bullshit? Because of the guitar stuff or because of the music? It's uh, it started. I like this stuff because of the music. Because I hated him when I was a kid. Because my sister liked him. Ah. Uh. And then and then uh, I had somebody I was like dating at the time say she she was like oh he's my favorite and then I started listening to him and I was like no he's my favorite now. Yeah. <laughs> so that's actually my favorite. <laughs> so I got this nice purple I got this nice purple guitar here. That's sick. Yeah. And then I have a, a it's a it's not a it's not a strat. It's a Fender Squire strat, so I'm a I'm a cheapskate. Let me ask you this. Have you ever sat down on the floor of your bedroom against the bed, just kind of strumming? 
Yeah, I set my. (laughs) (laughs) Documented. (laughs) Dude, I get. uh, I. uh... (laughs) Dude, I literally I'll play along the records and I'll just be like, dang, I can totally relate to this right now. Like, meanwhile, he has like 10,000 or 20,000 girls in an arena crying. And he's talking about how like he's lonely all the time, and I'm like, yeah, I'm in my room in Parkersburg, West Virginia, and I could totally relate. I to get this. it. Yeah, yeah. that's I get the it, one John. thing. I if if I had to like get a talent that I didn't have, which I mean, there's plenty, but I think a musical inclination. I think that would be really cool. I would love. I don't play a single fucking instrument. I would love to be the guy that just kind of like walks into a party, plays a song on a piano. I or like just kind of yeah, piano. Piano's a nice one. Uh, the guitar stuff, I don't like. Like outwardly, like I don't go out of my way to tell people, oh yeah, I play guitar, because I think people that go out of their way. Look at this. Sorry, go. You have good hair. Let me tell you something. The problem with it is that I just showered, and you're just gonna see it. It's gonna go up. I did too, and like I have like this weird like half of it is like curly, and half of it looks like I was in like student government as a kid. Like it's (laughs) it's very weird right now. With the student council cut. Yeah, that's that's what I got going on right now, bro. And uh, I think people that like outwardly go out of the way to say, oh, I play an instrument, I do this and that. I, I don't really like to associate myself with that. I'm more mm-hmm. of like, like, oh, you do that? That's really cool. Like, I don't. That's what, that's what makes it cool. You know, it shouldn't be a personality trait. Exactly. Just you like, you know? Exactly. So, that's yeah, cool. I play along to records. Uh, I listen to 1975 and uh, I get sad in my room sometimes. But I haven't gotten into Billie Eilish. And I know that's a soft, big time soft boy. Honestly, that's a poser. That's a poser move. Okay. That's a poser move. <laughs> okay, good. So now we can just bash her. She's an adult now, so I yeah, can bash yeah. her. Dude. I actually, she's very talented, but I think that she's like the whole thing is like it's like really targeted at the like sad 16, 17 year olds totally. kind of thing. Totally. Well, you know what it was? It's glamorizing being sad. It's making it cool, like saying I want to end me over a sick beat. It's like it's yeah. like that's like you're you're I don't suicide isn't an aesthetic and I don't know. <laughs> that's all the kids on TikTok and I know you're a TikTok guy, so that it's a lot of that. It's a bit much. I actually just saw a, a really funny TikTok that was like this is do you watch Rick and Morty? Sometimes I've seen enough to know. Well, there's one where he like becomes a kid. Uh-huh. And like goes to high school with the other kids to hunt a vampire. I don't know, but he's like, "I'm a, I'm in trouble. Like, get me out, get me out. I'm trapped. Oh, yeah, the, the... I want to kill." And like, and like everybody like at the high school is like singing along to it, like a great song. Like, like that's every Billie Eilish dance. song. Like, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, that's it. Yeah, I need help. I need help. I like that one. I like <laughs> yeah. those videos. Yeah, and like that's every one of her songs. Like, I think she might just need help. I think she's like. It's it's so funny because you know she her brother made these beats and she comes from a well-connected family and and that's great there's always it's always not a secret when somebody breaks through (laughs) dude she's like 16 years old or 17 years old and like she pops up out of nowhere it's like oh her family's well connected oh right that makes sense but like it was like she has this sweet beak and she goes like i feel sad in my room sometimes and they're like grammy 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 Grammy." The songs did slap. I will say, brother sister duo is cool. Like it's cool to that see is a cool creativeness. Duo. That is there, a cool sometimes duo. they were a little creepy. Yeah, it's like do they kind of make out? It's a little weird, but yeah. uh, I will say it's cool that they like they made music together. That's cool. So what are some now? I'm now I have this newfound lease on soft boy life. Uh, 
tell me some things that you do that I could possibly, you know, take into my own life. We gotta get you, we gotta pop a couple of rings on you. We gotta pop a couple of rings on you. I have a pinky That's ring. I don't, I'm not wearing it right now, but I have a pinky ring. It's gold. You can't do just a pinky ring. There's gotta be something else on that. You can't just do one. You gotta do a few I others. get so claustrophobic with my fingers, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, like marriage is gonna be an issue for me strictly for wearing the ring because I'm gonna freak out. Like I might get the initial tattooed on my finger. Yeah, well, we got to get some nonsense symbols tattooed on you. That's something that just utter, just, just utter nonsense. Non some nonsense. You had a tattoo I saw that said "sue me." I thought that yeah. was cool. That's an old. That's a catchphrase, baby. I like. <laughs> I that. just got. I just got three on Saturday, and it was the the Bowie lightning bolts. Yeah. This little alien driving a spaceship. That's a cool guy. And then this Thor dog. It's a dog that is Thor. Okay. All right. So, do you like now? We tried to talk about tattoos last time. I'm kind of an idiot. Um, are you trying? Is that a stick and poke? No. I don't know no. how this stuff works. It's just it's just the classic needle, electric needle. What's a stick and poke? I thought that was where like, stick hey, I want this. Is like the Asian, oh, like the ancient kind of like Bori. Yeah, sure. And <laughs> I think it's like that's like a cool one to get. I think. It's also what's cool is like you can stick and poke yourself at home. <laughs> no, thanks. Um, but um, I think like I, it hurts more famously. So I think it's yeah. like you, you earned the, the, the art more. Yeah. But the uh, the people that get like the full Japanese arm and then yeah. they have like their elbow worked on too. Like, yeah. is that like just taking a rifle straight to your elbow and just like. I've never had the pleasure, but anything that's against bone, it doesn't feel good. Like I got to start gaining weight so I can actually get tattoos and look good. Uh, listen, I mean, I'm not exactly yoked and I, I hope it looks okay. <laughs> you look fine, but I, I think like, I think I, on the spectrum, I'm on the side of too skinny. Do you work out? Yeah, I run constantly. I've been getting into weightlifting. We got we to gotta tone down the cardio, I guess, huh? Look at me. I'm giving you advice. I'm a, I'm a fitness. <laughs> You know what we got to do, dude? We got to stop running. Okay. We gotta, when I was working with Hemsworth for the Thor movies, I... <laughs> <laughs> we said, cut all that cardio out. Cut the cardio. At best, maybe a hill walk. You know what I mean? Because it's still working. No, I, I... In West Virginia, like, we have mountains. I, like, I like to run up the mountains. Like, well, I that's like... because you also fucking gallop. When you're 6'3 with horse legs, <laughs> it's a lot easier to fucking run. Let me tell you something. That's true, bro. That's that's very true. Also, I do it as sort of like a mental punishment. Like, we've been talking about therapy and stuff like that. Yeah. I, I know that, like, uh, whenever I'm having, like, a, a bad day or something like that, I know that if I force myself to get out and, like, run up this mountain a couple times, it'll be, like, conquering something. Yeah. I don't have that. <laughs> okay. My my, uh, my friend Ben, we, we talked about, he has a great bit about when when I'm running, like that's only if you're in good shape or you're a good runner. Because when I'm running, all I'm thinking about is the fact that I'm running and I'm tired <laughs> and the fact that I can hear my heartbeat in my fucking brain. Like that. Yeah, yeah, you can hear it in your ears. Yeah. I'm, that's the, that's the, that really resonated with me because I, I when I start running, it's, I can't wait to stop running. Okay. It's okay. terrible. <laughs> the, the crazy thing, like you hear people say like, Oh, when I'm running, I like to picture like a, a mountain lion or a bear chasing me. It's like I picture like scary things. Like I'm like, will I ever find love? You know, oh. but, like, I don't know how to make like a car payment. I don't know how any of that works. <laughs> so you're running through your feelings. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. I don't. I, that's is that a soft boy move to like no, work I'll, out? I'll, I think we both know the answer to that question. <laughs> 
just how say the word feeling. You started feelings. this podcast being like, do you think I'm a soft boy? You're inventing new things every time. You're... <laughs> You should be asking me questions. Okay, I will. Let's try that. Let's try that. Um, <laughs> no, no, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> uh, but what were we saying? Oh, therapy. I, I'm ex- that. It's, it's good to have things that are therapeutic outside of therapy. Mm-hmm. Which playing guitar is therapeutic. Running playing is therapeutic. Guitar, that's cool. Exercise for me is, but for me, I think I'm a different kind of person. I need to like slow down, kind of okay. stop. You know, because I'm a social person right. and left to my own devices, I'll just keep going, going. I'll never say no to a hang. And then I'll just kind of like hit a fucking wall. Social battery yeah. will just destroy. And I'll, then I'll that's when I'll be like, should I just step in front of a car? <laughs> and so like that's. <laughs> so it's important. Hopped in front of this train right so here. Like what would happen? kind of would do it, right? That would end it. It'd be quick. Um, yeah, it'd be quick. And like that was like a problem. So it's kind of finding balance. That's why I need to go to the the second I go to the gym, I feel better. You know what I mean? Because it's just so like you, you thrive stopped. off human interaction. I thrive off human interaction, but I also need to make it a pointed thing to be like to to do some me things, to do some stuff where it's yeah. like, OK, yeah. I cooked a good dinner. I did a like just kind of chalk in a healthy choice. Yeah. In and out. It, it, it makes a crazy big difference. Absolutely. My therapist said I need to start doing more things for myself because I was so worried about outside factors and how I'm being perceived that I need to do more things for myself, which yeah. is great. When your therapist That's says great. you need to be selfish. You need to be selfish. That, that, she doesn't tell me that. Just, no. I don't get that. <laughs> oh, weird. You don't, you don't get that one? No. I, don't, I haven't got that one. But I, <laughs> um, I, I, I am done. I'm done with therapy. Though. I'm done. Oh, man. So if you don't mind me asking, like, what were the main things that you wanted to work on while you were in there? Well, there was a, it was over, I mean, it was over the course of four, three, four years. Wow. Two different, two different therapists that I actually worked with. I tried to find the right person. And then this this last one was just kind of I, I would consider it I went back for a tune up you know because it's like a car the, the pandemic really hit things you know that like it was like it kind of shook everything because I was at a place where I was doing everything I wanted to be doing in life absolutely and then the pandemic hit I broke up with my girlfriend and then it was like a whole thing you know what I mean that happened to you too. <laughs> Yeah, so I, so I like, dude, pandemic hit. I had to burn it all down. Yeah, I said I did. Oh, oh, I can't find a career. Oh, I can't do comedy. Oh, I gotta move back into my parents. How about I also break up with my girlfriend? Yeah, exactly. Burn so it all I, down. When when one thing goes wrong and I don't feel good, like I'll sabotage everything. I'll quit my job. I will break up with whoever I'm dating at the time. And I've done it so many times in my life. I'll move. You know what I mean? I'll be like, I'm going to LA. Uh, <laughs> I never actually did pull the trigger on that. Thank God. But um, so that happened again. And I went and what I wanted to work on was just kind of finding that balance again. Cause I'm, I'm on medication. Pew, pew. Uh, I, and... I decided to not pick my prescription up. Did you? Yeah. I wanted to go natural route. I was very afraid that it was going to put me in an altered state of mind and I wouldn't be yeah. as sharp as I normally would be. That's actually interesting. That's a, that's a big thing. And not that I'm trying to convince you. That was a big problem for me before I did it. I was like, yeah. will I not be funny anymore? Yeah. Or like, will I, like, will my personality change? And that was actually the anxiety keeping me from doing it. Oh, <laughs> that, that, oh that, so I'm mentally ill. The, the oh, twist. Yeah. That was, <laughs> it, the, ironically, the, the very reason why, you, why I needed the medication what, was what was keeping me from taking the medication. Does that make sense? Yes. So that's, and then when I started, but now I, if I'm good 
stop in therapy, I kind of want to wean myself off the medication. Too. Yeah. Yeah. So because like I'm on the I'm on stuff where it's like you, it doesn't like it's not like I'm not on like Xanax where it's like that just right. stops you from feeling. Oh, like, yeah. It's like I'm on the medication where it's like helps you get there. It's like a crush, boost bar. You know what I mean? Huh? Is it boost bar? It's Prozac. Ah, OK. And also Wellbutrin. OK. Also double, double duty, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got but, the Moderna and the Pfizer. I yeah, <laughs> just had the Johnson just in my dick. <laughs> uh, I, uh, so I want to see how I do after this and then kind of get off of it completely. I just want to be like a healthy, normal boy yeah. without any of that stuff. But you want to, I, I don't want to do too much too quick. I know I will left to my own devices. I can, mm-hmm. I can shatter at any moment. So I'd rather not. Man. And then the, the hardest thing for me was like, having to like come to terms like I knew all the things that triggered my anxieties and my fears and why I was getting these crippling panic attacks and like everything it was how do I stop it and like like I already knew the root of all the problems and like so all of that is fixed so my therapy stint was like it's not been very long but I really think they are trying to keep me on the ride really like I think like a couple weeks ago he said like oh I think a few more you'll be good and like now he hasn't said anything and I think he wants to keep me on the ride well, but, that's the that's a bad guy. I don't like that move. But but then in my most recent visit, which was Tuesday, he said something like, "Like we were honestly running out of stuff stuff to talk about and fix." And I told him that I recently went on another trip and mm-hmm. didn't even have any like my heart rate did not get out of control. This or that, and he was just like, "You're making such good progress, Franklin. You're doing such an excellent job handling all of your fears and anxieties mm-hmm. and stuff like that." It was it was great. Listen, high fives. Are you moving to New York or what? Dude, I'm trying so bad. So I mo- I had that interview and uh, they said they'd reach out to me when the job opened up. That was a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to email them next week if I don't hear anything back. Bye. What kind of job? Working at that golf, working at a golf brand to like run a s- indoor simulator and do some social media stuff, I think. Oh, fun. Yeah, very fun stuff. Are you a uh, golf guy? Yeah, yeah, I play. I just wow. got back from a golf trip that is, uh, if you saw me on Instagram with the neck brace and the sunglasses, it's because I, I posted you your neck. No, it was, well, I did hurt my neck, but like, it was a joke, like, ah, uh, or it's important. I'm, I'm a joke. I'm joking. Yeah, it's a joke. <laughs> the, uh, no, I just wanted to like, look like Mike, the situation whenever he was like in Italy oh, and, he had the, yeah. and so, so I got back from a 54 hole golf trip Oh. and uh, over the course of a weekend and I, I was like all oh, my neck my back you know, all this stuff my pussy and my crack exactly <laughs> very soft boy stuff that's funny <laughs> man but it, it's crazy that you and I have these shared experiences of like we had to burn it all down yeah. and did you not to get too we could do sad boy hour real quick yeah I'm ready um <laughs> anyway. so you broke up with your girlfriend when did you because I know you had this thought because we're the same person how many months after the breakup did you say, oh, I messed up bad. I, I need that back. No, actually, that one actually was a good breakup. I was okay. lucky. That's in relationships in the past. I was like, ah, you know what I mean? I made a mistake. And it's usually like a couple, like a month or so, you know, because I'm, I'm off that high being like, there's something uh, uh, in at what I would say unhealthy decisions. There is a bit of a high when you make all these impromptu things. And then for a couple of weeks after you're like, I'm fucking free. I'm, I'm the master of my universe. And then you're like, oh, no, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> oh, wait, what do you mean? Like, no one's there next her. to me in the morning. What do you mean? The worst was when I I, I, I would break up with uh, an earlier girlfriend of mine and we would always get back together. And then mm. the last time we didn't get back together. And that's when I realized, ah, oh, man, I'm not healthy. <laughs> yeah. 
you know what I mean? I and part of it, I think it was just due to circumstance. Like from the jump, we wanted different stuff, but we just liked each other. And one, I think mm-hmm. the pandemic was like one of us has to pull the trigger here. So I was like, ah, I'll yeah. do it. She just well, wanted to be. I- be married younger and have kids younger than I wanted to. Like it wouldn't be a problem yeah. now, but in like three years it'd be an issue. That's a real West Virginia vibe. Let me tell you something. Well, she's from Long Island, so. Oh god. <laughs> um, I for me, I always knew it wasn't forever. Like it, that that one, the pandemic relationship that like we had been dating for like a year. Yeah. And I knew it wasn't going to be forever, which feels bad to say, but it was like it was fun. I genuinely enjoyed her as a. Person. It was the first time I was ever genuinely in love with somebody. Really? Yeah. Well, let's get into that. So, okay. do you miss her? Do you miss her? I think uh, it's hard for listens? me to. It's hard for me to. No, I don't think she listens. And I, I don't. I don't. I could check. Like I could check my stats to see, but I don't know. Like if her phone is synced up to the New York or wherever she lives now in Pennsylvania, so it doesn't really matter. But um, it's. I don't know if it's necessarily her. Like I. I don't know if I've come to a realization that she, her face, she could be anybody. It could be anybody, but it's the things that she did and the way she made me feel and the things that she said that I missed. Uh, And I think it's the worry that my next person who I'm very excited to find, like eventually, mm -hmm. like I'm, I'm, you know, excited to find that person, but like, it's the fear that maybe they won't do the things that they did, but they shouldn't do the things that she did because that wouldn't be fair to the next person to compare her to first person. That's beautiful. But I, I think that's a very relatable fear because yeah. like, it's like, I, I've gone through that where it's like, do I miss the person? Do I miss having a person? Do I miss like how it feels to actually really like a person? You know yeah. what I mean? I think that's like a real kind of thing. And I think that's the whole point of dating though, is that you just kind of slowly figure out what works for you. Yeah. And me being, so like I grew up where I grew up, like the, there, there are pretty girls. So don't, don't get me wrong, but like, I didn't really care about like, dating and stuff like yeah like i messed around and did what kids do and stuff like that and had you know little <laughs> girlfriends and stuff like that especially like in, in college too but like right. this is like my first one that i was like genuinely in love with and uh like it was just a weird experience for me yeah and, and i liked it huh how old are you i'm 20 i just turned 25 i think oh prime time let me tell you something great i talk like i'm like 40 like, yeah live it up now man because once you hit 28 <laughs> it's all over dries up dude i just uh yeah i don't know like i never really was like i was always so focused on my myself and then like it was i had to somehow become a relationship guy which was good yeah. but it also was like i'd been nothing but like focusing on myself for however many years and then i had to try to focus on somebody else i think i did an all right job but there towards the end i was probably very negative just because the pandemic Mm -hmm. couldn't find a job couldn't do comedy this and that she just had to hear that all day i'm sure it was tough on her yeah i think that for me at least when i when it will work it'll be because i'll realize that like i want to be the relationship person even after like that initial you know what i mean i i always hit like a wall in a relationship where it's like six months, 10 months, a year or so in, and I'm like, okay, I'm out. First point really? of friction. But I think now that I hopefully am a healthier person and it kind of works, I'll want to just kind of keep working on it because I want to work on it, you know what right. I mean? Kind of right. rather than, usually, I, I was trying to make this a bit, I still haven't actually written it out because you know when something's still too true? And it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Stings a little bit to say. I was talking, I had a couple of friends over and we were drinking and just kind of chatting and stuff. And we were talking about relationships because we were, were all single and uh, it was two women. So obviously it was a little more emotional that we were talking about. Things. Right. And I was like, we were just laughing hysterically because they were like, 
totally different because I was like, you know how I get in a relationship and then the second like things are gone, I'm just like, well, okay, bye, I'm letting out, you know what I mean? And I go, all right, bye. And I just like kind of light a match and walk away from it. And they were like, that's a bit. And I was like, is it? Or is it just sad? Like, like <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Oh, man. I Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess it was like, uh, and, and I think we tried, she had been in love before. So it's like, she obviously can handle relationships differently than I could at that point. Cause it's like, so let me ask you this. Cause this is a good question. What made you know it was love versus the other thing? Um, I don't like to throw that word around a lot. Like that was the first, that was the first woman I ever said that to mm-hmm. other than like family members and friends and stuff like that. It was the first like intimate relationship where I said that. And just because I like to, like, I like to reserve that word, you know, I'm, I'm weird like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did I know it was love when, you know, whenever I was still in the city that we both lived in at the time and she had to go back to college where we both went to college, West Virginia for mm-hmm. one more year. And we would stay up till like 3 a.m. and have the phone calls and we would visit each other and we would do this and that. And like she taught me new things. I taught her new things. We had we started having shared interests of stuff that neither of us liked, but we both got into together and uh what how did i know it was love that's a really good question that's because, nice i mean i think you're, you're i think there's also something about it that you can't really hold on yeah to, you know what i mean yeah it was sort of just like a feeling it was just like a feeling that i had that i'd never felt before as cliche as that sounds there that's mm-hmm. my answer i don't know if it's a good sign that both times i've said i love you for the first time to a partner was i was high on cocaine i don't think that's a good <laughs> i don't you know, well, I, I didn't. I, have... I meant it both times. It's true. You said it. You, Max Spinelli, said those words. Yeah. So, uh, and I first... meant it. And then I like afterwards. But I think the first time I really meant it because afterwards I was like, I was so happy that I said it and I needed that boost. The second time I was like, maybe I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> the second person, but dude, she had probably like she had probably been like waiting on me to say this word forever because we had already been dating like. We weren't like technically official, but we had been seeing each other for like half a year, it felt mm-hmm. like. And we were technically official for like a few months. And then I finally said it. And she was like, finally, you said it. But like yeah. we were in bed together and I said yeah. it as opposed to like, it's like a nice thing. And I said that's it. so funny about college relationships. It's like you are. Well, I, was a, I was a professional person. She was a college person. Oh, wow. Good for you. But no, yeah. I think that, but like, that's so true about like those kind of relationships. because It's like you're together. You're together for like seven months, sleeping together all the time. And then the time that you actually start dating and say, I love you is the same time, which is not how I don't think it's how it's supposed to be. But how is anything supposed to be? You know? That's true. There's no there's no set list of rules of, of how relationships should uh should work or not but it, like it was it. funny it was funny because like i was like she asked me like when did you know that you love me or something like that and i was like i don't know i guess like a c- couple months ago and, she, and i was like when did you know that you love me she's like probably after our first date and i was like wow and i was i think she said that i think she said that tell you what a first date with franco has got to be electric <laughs> it, it was very boring we went to the local coffee shop and talked and i think she talked about her ex a lot and she was loved you. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I I made her sound bad. I made her sound bad. I'm totally butchering this story. I'm butchering this story. Let me tell you something though. Having had a couple of great conversations, I could see it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm a very lovable guy, and I cannot wait. <laughs> I cannot wait to be a mildly successful stand-up person who's like a professional comic and is just like uh, drowning in in the in the ladies. That is in the poon. Yeah. 
definitely. No, I don't think I have that streak in me to just like run through people. That's just not me. Yeah, I don't have the energy, not not the sexual energy, but the energy too. Yeah, that's like, true. I remember I work with um with someone who she used to date like four people at the same time. I can't do that. And have people she would like have them on burners. She used to say like this one's moving up to the front burner, back burner. And like I mean like actually like dating them, not like sleeping with like Okay, the, okay, like, okay. She's like the, she's going to dinner with this one, coffee with this one and keeping it all going and like she was also one of the hardest working people I met and I was like I don't know how you do this. I yeah. was like, when I start dating one person, that's it. I'm yeah. done. I mean, that's a lot of work. It's like I'm it's absolutely. <laughs> I'm I'm an I'm a monogamous dater. Yeah, you and know? not even not even for moral reasons or that kind no. of stuff. It's because I don't have the. <laughs> I can't do more. Than that. <laughs> Whereas I'm taking the soft boy route. I, it would break my heart if if I had to choose between multiple people at one time. It would break. My heart. Oh, that is sad. I also I I, I think like. I think it's a fun for someone like, I can't speak for you, but for someone like me, it's a fun challenge. I like to challenge myself to see if I can actually like someone. And then when I, when I feel myself doing it, I get really fucking pumped. So I, yeah. I, I, I go forward with it. I'm excited. I'm excited to find my next person. Uh, I don't know what the deal is going to be with this that one. This is the one. softest conversation I've had in a while. And I'm very excited about it. <laughs> this is good. This is a lot better than our first episode where we just talked about your Portnoy impression and how you went to college somewhere. But that was an introductory one. People had to get to yeah. But I like something. I haven't done the I haven't done the impression since. I keep I keep coming back to it being like, should I do more of that? Franco really liked that impression. It was, well, I haven't done it again. I've fallen off like the Barstool bandwagon like big time. Like I unfollowed yeah. so much stuff on Barstool. I just don't care anymore. Yeah. Um, but that impression is is killer. That's a dynamite impression. That his podcast that he does with the TikTok boy, joke. You think it's a joke <laughs> with Josh? Or right with you and Josh or BFFs. It's so funny because I get that kid Josh. His it's not funny actually. His girlfriend ended up getting together with his best friend. Real TikTok is, drama. Is his best friend Bryce Hall? His best. Well, that's one of his friends. They already had a following out. I'm way too involved in the TikTok. I saw. <laughs> all right, that's it. We're gonna stop talking about the girlfriend stuff over here. My ex, your sweetheart. I've moved on. There. Okay, it's over. Uh, we're going to TikTok talk now. I like to leave the door open though. <laughs> and and you know what, Toots? I'm still on that last train. The door is slightly cracked. Yeah. If, if you ever come back, I will be here. Um, <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. So Bryce Hall, he got his hat stolen at a frat party and it is the biggest news on That's, TikTok. Right I didn't now. see that. So I saw a couple of things like got your hat. People are commenting that on his TikTok. So what happened? It was some dumb video where he went to like some stupid college frat party. SAE was the frat. Mm -hmm. uh, and some guy just like stole his hat and put it on. And he was like, give me my, my hat, bro. Give me my hat. And it was like stupid. Like it's dumb. It's a dumb hat. And he's like, give it, give it back, bro. And now this guy's like flaunting his hat around. So now the hat guy's a TikTok star Back's for stealing great. Bryce Hall's hat, which I do like. I do like that he's a star. You know, what's funny about that is that's something that exactly Bryce Hall would do. That's exactly something. Steal somebody's hat. Steal somebody's hat and then use it for clout. So yeah. it's like, I normally I'd be like, that's kind of a fucking douche move. But I mean, you're playing, you're playing the, the, the songs that the guy knows. So. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, anytime people like that, like get, get a good ribbing, like I'm all mm -hmm. in for it. But what I'm talking about with this Josh is Josh. his, his ex-girlfriend, Nessa, made a song with his roommate at the time. Jaden, he goes by JXDN. By the way, oh. 
I'm a I'm a pop punk boy, by the way. Great music. The guy makes good songs. <laughs> <laughs> but he and then they ended up dating. So they ended up breaking up and like they were dating either right before they broke up right. or right after because like they were just seen out in L.A. right after that. And the kid was really hurt. He handled it very classily. Let me ask you this. How would you handle a situation like that? I don't know, because I got a landline ringing in my house. Can you hear that? No, I can't hear a single thing. Yeah, I live in like the 1980s. I have a landline. So what did you ask? Your ex-girlfriend starts dating your best friend. Well, that wouldn't happen. My best friend's married. Uh, How old's your best friend? He's my age. Uh, Well, it's a a Southern thing, huh? (laughs) (laughs) He got married married to his high school sweetheart. She was 20. He was like 22. That's that's adorable it's very cute they have a very lovely family they have a kid on the way i'm very excited for them you're gonna be an uncle i am essentially they have and there's they both have literal brothers but they message me and they're like you're gonna be the best uncle frank they put it on instagram comment i commented they're like uncle frank and it's like you have literal brothers do you think you have a lock on godfather i told well i told him that and he doesn't know anything about godfatherness oh it's not christian I, I i don't know i thought that was a catholic thing i have no idea <laughs> i think it's a catholic i thing. grew up catholic i assumed it i thought i used to think everybody did it no I, no i was wrong no, not a thing not a thing not a thing i told him i'd be the godfather and he goes you realize that like you have to like fully like this is your child like if we die and i was like you know uh, okay. i was like maybe you know like your sister that's, honestly that's a plus because you'd be a great father to that kid <laughs> i would be and i've been an uncle i'm an uncle two times i'm a two times two uncle not to brag and so i i know what being an uncle entails that's a lot of a yes man you're, you're a yes man a lot which is great it's very easy big improv job yeah it's a, it's a lot of yeses it's a lot of like sure i'll take you there and it's a lot of like you're right your mom doesn't i'll, I'll talk to your mom about it Ah, that's a lot of that. A lot. Yeah. (laughs) What's your what? What was what? You got any uh, you know, nieces and nephews? You're not. I don't. I'm the youngest, but uh, my uh, nobody in my family, none of my older siblings are married. So. Okay, let's keep talking about relationship stuff then. What about what's your an ideal scenario for you in terms of marriage and and kids? And what do you think about when people like bring that up early on in, in a relationship when they say like, "What are your thoughts on this?" I don't know. I think uh, um, I don't think it's like a run for the hills thing. I also I went through a big tonal shift. I don't know if it's therapy, but also I was told by my therapist that it was I'm nesting. But like I'm totally down with it. Like I'll watch if I watch is like a, a what is team, nesting? Ne- like you move into a different period of your life. Like you're down to settle down is like what your DTSD <laughs> down to settle down. What if my ex was like permanently DTSD? Like she said that's her only goal in life is to be a great mom. No, that's terrible. I mean, I think you still need goals. But what, I, what I'm saying <laughs> is that like, I, <laughs> I think that for me, what I'm saying is like, if I find something that works and I yeah. want it, like I would be open to it. It's not like, I'm not like, I don't, I'm no longer, I no longer think it's cool to be like kids, you know what I mean? Or like marriage, what a fucking loser. Yeah, no. I, I, I'm down to entertain it. I also think it would be cool. Like if I watch like a teen drama or a movie or something, I relate to the parents. I'm like, I would not, you are handling that terribly. (laughs) My friend, that you should not have done that. You you deserve him running away. Let me tell you that. So like I, and I get it. And like, I'm, it doesn't make me feel like I'm going to have a heart attack anymore. 
Okay. Um, I definitely am not ready for it, no, number one, because I've never been more single in my life. But also, number two, uh, I think that, like, I still, everything that I'm doing right now career-wise is way too much in up in the year. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing. It's like, I, I want to, like, get myself established before I start looking for a, a wife and, and a child. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's kind of my whole vibe i'm a big part of the let things happen i'm I'm open to anything like if i go on a date with someone i'm not expecting anything but i'm also i could expect anything does that make sense when i go on (laughs) dates with people i'm looking for the best out of them if that makes sense so when you say you're not expecting much i'm expecting them to put their best foot forward what i'm what i mean is like i'm not expecting this to be a a partner in marriage okay yeah that's a feel yeah it's like it's like yeah a, a good boxer the first couple rounds you just feeling them out you're like so yeah. what do you what do you think about this what do you think about that because yeah. i'm still i'm still okay with dating just to date you know what i mean i feel like sometimes people i mean maybe they're in their late 20s early 30s now it is really time to think about locking it down you know what i mean and i, I understand that with women too because the whole egg situation if you yeah want kids, so i'm gonna have to date significantly younger women as i get older yeah <laughs> What a curse. Darn. That's a shame. <laughs> but I mean, in terms of, of settling down, I don't know. I'll cross that bridge when I get to it. I don't want to leave New York anytime soon. Yeah. And I feel I, like well, having. I, I think it would be fucking sick. I've been. I, I, this is what also me. Like, I'll be walking through a neighborhood and I'd be like, great to raise a family here. Like, I could see it happening. <laughs> so, like, I want to be like a cool city dad. Like, that'd be cool. I see these cool city dads and. The thing with me now, this is old me talking. You have to be rich as fuck, though. I would yeah. have to be a rich as fuck sitting down. The thing with me, like old germaphobe me, would have been like, "Oh, my kids have to play in this playground where a million people are on it every day." Gross. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like, you know what? Pushing the kid in the stroller around the city might not be a bad look. Yeah. But I still want. <laughs> I, I still love grass. <laughs> I'm thankful grass for grass. Is cool. Well, you also have Central Park, Another which I park. walked through for the first time. How was it? Big. It's Let big, me tell you and, so, and these random you, guys. Did your were, trip here? Did it solidify wanting to move to the city? Or had you already wanted to, and did it solidify for you? I've been wanting to since my baseball scout career was on the out and out because mm-hmm. I was tired of like not being able to do a lot of comedy, and I wanted to move to New York so I could do comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. And then had to move back to West Virginia due to the pandemic and everything. And that, and every day, and it just ate at me and ate at me and ate at me that I'm not New York, I'm not New York, I'm not New York, mm-hmm. and that was part of the anxiety and, and fear. Mm-hmm. But I still had never really been there. I'd been there like twice as a kid on like trips, but like never really been yeah. there. So, um, you know, the it's so crazy how the opportunity arose. I get the job interview. Joey says like he's got a place to stay for, for a week. Mm-hmm. And so I go up there and like I do the dang thing. And like I'm walking around the biggest city in the country. I'm not nervous. I'm not scared. My heart's not racing. And I'm like moving and grooving. And, it, mm-hmm. and this girl I was talking to at the bar was like, when you're here, like this is your first your week family. here no. <laughs> yeah it's like applebee's or whatever it's called olive garden olive garden uh she's like when you're here for your like first little you know week or whatever it's like it'll either like you'll know or like if it's for you or if it's not mm-hmm. and i did not freak out i felt very comfortable i was excited to keep doing things and, and taking the train to queens to hang out with a comic for a day or this or that i was excited mm-hmm. to do all that stuff so i think it is for me and i'm trying to get up there asap exciting sorry i talked forever just just ripping it and coming without the the job situation well the job situation i would like to have a job that i like somewhat enjoy 
Mm-hmm. And I know that I'm asking a lot of the universe right there to be able to do my art at night and yep. have a job that I don't hate during the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm asking a lot of the universe on that one. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, you're also at a stage where you can kind of get there too. Not that I'm like, come now. But like, I think that like getting a job that you like is a lot in the city is a lot easier when you're in the city. Does that make sense? I lie on my resume and tell them I'm near the city. As well, you should. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I used to work in hiring and I, anytime somebody had to move here, I was like, well, you're already done. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's too much I tell them, well, sometimes I tell them I live in New York. Sometimes I tell them I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania because I used to live there. Okay. And that's like an hour just away. Say, just say you live in Flushing. Yeah. <laughs> it's deep Queens. They won't know what it is. <laughs> uh, I think I screwed myself from the job uh, because they asked like, because I did, I didn't lie, essentially. Like I did, I was truthful because they're like, you know, how was the trip? And I was like, oh, it was great. I had a doctor's appointment in West Virginia the day you emailed mm-hmm. me. So I actually drove up from West Virginia to New York and he apologized for that. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I wish you would have told me that. And now I feel like, oh, you're apologizing. Like, it's like, you're sorry for making me drive eight hours. Like, and mm-hmm. he asked if I was moving to New York, no matter what, if I got the job or not. And I said, yeah, I am. I preferably I'd like to work with your brand, but I'm, I'm moving here no matter what, which I guess mm-hmm. is good. That's good. That's a, you listen, you're it. I don't need to teach you anything. You're all set. Also, I have nothing to teach, but you said you worked in hiring. That's something I I did. I I was the chief people officer for a real estate startup. That sounds fun. Three years. Yeah. I've had a weird line to where I am now. Now that you like, you know more about real estate than I do. Could you give me the tips and tricks of apartment hunting? There's a lot that I can get into, it's different now. I mean, obviously it's oh? the best. It's because like now, I mean, with the pandemic, I think that, it, well, the market's kind of bouncing back. So you, you still might be able to get a deal, but not like what you can't, you were getting like a few months ago or last year. Um, but honestly, I think one of the first things you should do is figure out kind of where you want to be. Mm-hmm. Nail it down to a few neighborhoods. Yeah. Figure out what you want to pay. Um, and just know what, you, know what you want. Go into it. Don't let the agent tell you what you want you know what you want so whether it's like i want a bigger bedroom or i want to be on a higher floor or i want to be near xyz you find you'll, you'll you'll be surprised by how much different things matter also sometimes you move into an apartment and you didn't even realize you wanted what you wanted you know yeah. what i mean so should I not be looking at places like Street Easy and Roomy or whatever of course you should be looking at Street Easy well are do you plan on being in a studio or with roommates both of those are uh, interchanging all the time. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, yeah, studio. Sometimes I'm like, you know what? What if I did live with two other people? Yeah. It's always or better three. to live with friends, or, obviously. Or whoever. Yeah. Well, I don't have any friends, so. Uh, Joey? Joey had, I don't know if you know Joey's living situation. I don't. Oh, man, it is. What is it? Nice. Uh, I don't want to out him on some, st- on some things, but like, let's just say he lives in a really nice apartment on the Upper East Side and uh, like, it's a uh, in unit washer dryer, you know, in unit this, that, in unit this, and that. He's 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 got a good. Is he by himself? Most of the time, he is. He he lives with his brother, but his brother's like always traveling and stuff. Tell you what, that's nice. It's he's it's every bath, time I the bathroom the bathroom has Joey, the bathroom I like more. the bathroom has heated floors. I didn't know I needed oh. that till I needed that. What streets is he on? I don't I, I don't what's know his address. address. What's his what's the apartment? <laughs> I'm, I'm going I'm going over there because I'm the door- on the upper east side too. Uh, I like that neighborhood. Now I don't it's, know if I could afford it, but I would like lovely. to live there. I, it's I, one of the more affordable 
Manhattan areas. If you're I, talking about I honestly, I didn't want to, cause I didn't want to sound, you know, like I was asking too much again, again, here's here. I am worried about how I'm being perceived. I would like to live there. Is why, why is that asking too much? Cause I, I don't know. It's like a nice area. Oh, uh, listen, sure. You deserve the nice area. What the hell? I don't know. Here I go again. Here I go again. I don't know. Toots, my I, door, I, my, my heart, the heart to my door is cracked open, Toots. Yeah. You can come back. My, I, I love this area. I, I wouldn't live anywhere else, but like, honestly, you have to figure out what works for you. And I think that it, it's kind of a, it's also kind of like, maybe it's like one of the first places that you experience. I lived in Brooklyn for the first two years, but it yeah. wasn't nice Brooklyn. So like, I don't want to go back to Brooklyn. Like when yeah. I came back to the Upper East Side, I was like, I'm moving up. Well, the thing, the thing is, the job, the golf job is in Herald Square, which is, you know, That's where that is. Easy shoot down. Exactly. Hop on the queue. And then I'm right there. Beautiful. So I'm on, not no pressure, but I'm on 83rd and 1st. It's a lovely, it's a lovely neighborhood. I have no idea what that means. You know, <laughs> I actually told a joke. I actually told that joke uh, during the set. I don't know if you got to see it or not, but I was like, uh, I, I said, I like, I lie on my resume. I tell them, uh, like, I don't tell them I, I live in New York because they're like, oh, oh, where do you live? Uh, I was like, oh, I'm on the Upper East Side. I think that's near, like, the Met Stadium or something like that. And, like, mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a whole thing. Yeah, I have no idea where anything is. Yeah, it's not near the Met Stadium. I know that's the, that was yeah. the joke. <laughs> oh, oh. You should do stand-up. I hate you so much, bro. <laughs> All right, let's get down to brass tacks here. Let's get down to brass tacks. The main theme for this episode and the main the lone idea really that i i sent you was yeah. we can either do this together as a team if you have your own you have your own and i have my own we love rom-coms um softball i wanted to, i big time softball move i wanted to write a rom-com real quick or like to just develop a, like a, a plot outline to to what a rom-com would be maybe who the cast is maybe we could go back and forth on what a story would be I think we're doing I mean, we're doing it as a team. I, I, I know that you have an idea here. I yeah. love a good springboard. I work best kind of going back and forth. Okay, good deal. I yeah. also don't want any pressure on you, but I do see us being writing partners and also having a huge career. I see us being the Russo brothers. Great. So Great. maybe, I mean, no pressure, but yeah. this might be our first feature, so. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So I'm, a, I'm big into like, the bad thing is like part of the thing that I'm really good at when it comes to movies is like music. I'm not like trying to sound arrogant, but I know like what a good song would be to put in a certain like scene. That you'd be surprised how important music is to me in a film and yeah. a trailer, especially. Yeah. I oftentimes listen to a, a song and I'm like, this, that's a trailer song. You know what? You know what song we're putting in this one? What is it? Kiss me. It's <laughs> a classic. Exactly. So the title, do you want me, do you want the plot? And then I'll give you the title or what? Hit me with the title first. Bodega Blues. Wow. It's a New York City rom-com. New York City rom-com. A couple musicians living in New York. Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> we will get there. <laughs> so basically, I haven't cast a, a male lead yet. The male lead is not cast. Ideally, for the female lead, I'd like Zendaya, but I don't know if she would stoop to our level. Well, let me tell you something. If it's a, if it's a cool indie flick, I think that she's still willing to do projects like that. Okay. It feels right. It feels like a right vehicle for her. So. But honestly, <laughs> I love a trashy rom-com that's like kind of like poorly written. Zendaya might not be a good cast member for this. Well, she could take any script and make it work, though. I think that's also true. That's also true. <laughs> um, so basically, uh, the original story actually stems from a dream I had. 
Wow. Uh, okay, so we'll I'll tell you the dream, and then we can plug and play cast members. Right. And we'll go back and forth. So the dream I had is I'm working at a bodega. Okay, New York City fresh in my brain. I'm having these weird dreams. I'm working at a bodega. This hooded figure walks in, and I treat her like I treat all of my customers very poorly. Ah. Get out of my store quickly. Let's go. Let's buy something. Let's move on. Yeah. She thinks it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. For some reason, she's dying laughing. I can't tell who this person is. She takes the hood off when she goes to buy something. It was Kendall Jenner. Now, who is gonna who is gonna be the person? Who is gonna be? Who is you know? Who could that be? Okay. Now, are you saying is this is this actually a celebrity in the movie, or is this the love interest? This was my dream. This is the dream I had. Now I don't know. We're gonna plug and play who these people could be eventually. Okay. So I, I'll tell you the dream, and then yep. we could figure out who would be good for the roles. Okay. So then I, except the one uh, musical character, because all rom coms have to have a character who's like a musician in real life. Right. So we'll get to him. Uh, she's dying laughing, and I'm making her. I'm making her laugh because I'm a great comic, as we all know. And uh, she says, "You're really funny. You should come to this party I'm having tonight." Wow. Okay. All right. So so uh, I go to the party dressed to the nines, never been to a Hollywood party ever in my life, mm-hmm. right? I walk in. The first person I see is The Weeknd, all right? I don't know the guy at all. And The Weeknd, I go, hey, Weeknd, have you seen Kendall anywhere? And he starts laughing. He's like, does security even know you're in here, bro? Like, who are you? He's being a real yeah. jerk. Uh, and then Kendall and I uh, lock eyes. And then she just like, she like looks me up and down. And she has the look on her face like someone handed her a menu written in French. Like, she mm-hmm. can't believe I'm there. She mm-hmm. then she just disappears into the party, wow. and I'm like, and I'm like, what, like, what, what, what was that about? And I'm, and yeah. then I just leave. I can hear the weekends like villainous laugh as I'm leaving, and uh, and then uh, we get a magazine shipment in like the next week. On the cover is Kendall Jenner, all right, wow. and she's naming her top five hidden places in New York, and number one is Franco's Bodega, and she goes <gasps> on and on about the owner. <laughs> And how great he was and how, how good of a, and how funny he is and how good of a person he is. And it has me thinking like, did she really like me? Did she just use me for like some comedic effect? Like what was, you know, what was the whole point of this? And the only way to find out is if you go see Bodega Blues stopping by theaters, February, <laughs> February, 2022. <laughs> wow. Wow. See now in Bodega Blues, is this an actual public figure or is it a fake celebrity? in our film universe or is it just oh. like a regular girl that invites you to a party and she's just kind of like a maybe if maybe she is a model or something yeah what is what's your what's your vision here i do like i do like the idea that you had where she is a a fake celebrity in that world yeah i because like you that could, you could play off the fact you know that they love when it's like oh he's treating me like a real person they love that That's a it's basically we're trope. rags to riches like i'm we're ripping off pretty woman in the sense that i'm the street you're the hooker i'm the hooker <laughs> yeah. she's richard gear we don't kiss but we're madly in love yeah that's hot uh i've never tried that no kissing thing but it did look cool is that a rule i don't think i've ever seen that movie no they're they, they can like hook up like all weekend no kissing uh well that's like a hooker rule oh okay <laughs> that's like a thing that's i've like never done that joke. before You've never had a hooker, have you? No. <laughs> Neither have I. That sounds okay. terrifying. <laughs> Just keep it moving. Keep it moving. What do you got about Bodega Blues? Let's go. Uh, well, who's playing the Franco type? Can I tell you something right here? A little kind of out of this world casting? Go ahead. I'm not ruling you out to play the character. 
I'm not ruling you out. I don't. I haven't seen your acting chops, but I th- I always think the best to play is the one who it is. You know what I mean? I think that's something to think about. It's sort of my vision, though. I don't know if I'd want to be in it. I'd like to see it. Right. You want to be behind the scenes. You want to be really controlling it. Yeah, I really I'll see be that. a jerk. I'll wear one of those dad baseball hats, be behind the camera. No, 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 no. I could see I could see an Andy Garfield, Andrew Garfield. I That's like that. Now, are we That's just going to people that like vaguely look like me? Yes, or, that is okay. exactly what I would do. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I did. <laughs> if we're going to people that vaguely look like me, it, yeah. Andrew Garfield. Uh, Weirdly Dev Patel. <laughs> yeah, no, I've gotten that. Uh, there's one, there's another, like, uh, I think he's an Indian actor too that kind of looks like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looks like, yeah, no. Well, um, both of those would work. <laughs> yeah, all right. Uh, I was thinking Dev Patel. Dev Patel's like, he's jacked, right? Yeah. Him. Yeah. I was honestly thinking him, but I didn't want to like have like uh, somebody of Middle Eastern descent play a bodega guy. Uh, is that too much on the nose? That's too on the nose. Well, it wouldn't feel right for to be like a regular white guy playing. But we got to get so me ethnically ambiguous. Like I have a little bit of yeah. olive skin. Has so to be ethnically ambiguous. Yeah. So I don't know who to get there. I like that Andrew Garfield. I like that. He Not could at be all ambiguous. He just look like a British boy. But yeah, never works. mind. Not Andrew Garfield. We do need someone. <laughs> we need someone. Do we want him to be rugged? Do we want a rugged bodega worker? Well, it needs to be one of those, you know, like Nick Miller on New Girl. We're rugged, but like still approachable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Maybe it's Jake Johnson. <laughs> Maybe. That's Maybe. Okay. So we'll start with that. We'll start Jake Johnson. And so what type of celebrity do we want? Do we want like the classic, like Kate Hudson, blonde, like. No, I think we do new age celebrity. You know what I mean? Someone who's just kind of like would actually be famous. Maybe they're a rising TikTok star. No, no TikTokers <laughs> on the making of this film. I don't care. They're not even making a cameo appearance. There's right. no TikTok. So Addison Rae is not playing the love interest. <laughs> Negative. There will be zero. I don't want any TikTok fingerprints on this picture. Okay. Dixie, maybe? Dixie D'Amelio? Um, guys, so... <laughs> I like the spicy... <laughs> <laughs> So, like, we went to the bodega, and this guy, Franco, is, like, cool. I feel bad for her, honestly. She's a cutie, but I feel bad she's, for her. She is a cutie, and she actually seems like she's a really fun person. But yeah. uh, she People, gets destroyed on the internet. And she can't say words, and I feel bad for her about that. She can't. She speaks so funny. May, I, God forbid she actually has, like, something, like a speech impediment or something. But, um, mm. <laughs> Dude, yeah, Our, they put us on a side-by-side on, like, yeah. MSNBC. They're like, yeah. podcasters making fun of women with speech impediment. We're both, <laughs> <laughs> All oh, right, all right, God. new age. I, who's a new age celebrity? I mean, are we? I keep going back to Zendaya. That is, that's def, she's definitely a new age celebrity. Um, and she's hot, so. And, and she, could be, she could be the celebrity. She could just play. But she doesn't play herself, right? She doesn't play does she, she play, a, play Zendaya? Well, that's that's always something. It's like when when a celebrity plays a a, cele- a a different like a celebrity, you know, like an actor. So it has to be it would have to be an actor that I guess isn't super famous in their own right that could play a rising actor. I like the idea of Zendaya just being an absolute superstar in the Zendaya character, and as a character, yeah. And and she comes in hooded figure, and she's dying laughing at everything. Maybe I'm it's Je- is it just Zendaya? Is that what it is? Is she playing herself? But I don't, I want it to like be different. I don't want it to like, like she's not Zendaya. Like her name is not Zendaya in the, in the, 
movie. Mm-hmm. She could be whatever star. And maybe she's not an actor. Maybe she's like a big singer. You know who I love? A talent. She's been okay. in a bunch of stuff. She played, I don't know, I'm trying to think of where, I don't know her name. Mm-hmm. Love she, that. She played, she, I don't know her name. And I can't you know think who I love? I don't know who she is. <laughs> but she's incredible. Uh, but she played, she played Storm in the X-Men movie. Like the, she's a young Storm. Not uh-huh. what I would recognize her from to begin with. I want to look her up because like, oh, that's what yeah. I'm remembering right now. Storm from the X-Men. Something. She's a star. and Real star quality. Alexandra Ship. Let me tell you something. She's a star. Okay. So she's Zendaya now. Or she's no, she's... she's She is the Zendaya type. She's playing the celebrity. She's got one of those... She's got that look where she's a star, but also likable. Great bone structure. Great, but that's that's it. It's a good bone structure. She's honestly got like that model face, the very sleek face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll tell you what, is that not a Zendaya type? What's that? That, that that's a Zendaya type. I know. I'm with you. All right. So we have we have what's her name? Ship. 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 I don't I don't know her first name, but she. <laughs> what's her first Alexandra name? Alexandra Ship. I googled Ship? it. <laughs> is this a joke? Ship. What is, is this a joke? joke? <laughs> Alexandra uh, Ship. <laughs> I'm betting fifty grand on Boston yeah. University, and you think it's like a joke? Like you guys seen this movie? It's Bodega Blues. Uh, these guys, these guys <laughs> never even been to a bodega. Fucking All right, Bode- Bodega Blues, starring Nick Miller. No, Jake Johnson. Alexandra Ship. Alexandra that Ship. might be an odd. I, I would look up that age difference to make sure it's not creepy. <laughs> She's twenty nine. Okay, good. He's How old is he? He's probably mid thirties. I have no idea. Um, well, that's perfect. So, I'll, I am in the movie. Sorry, you got to be. He's I actually forty two, but he could still play mid thirties. Let me tell yeah. you that. I I am in the movie. So one of these people. Who are you playing? I think I'm playing her friend. Oh, you're playing the best friend character. But I'm the funny. The one. mean? No, I'm the funny one. The, are you the weekend type? Are you the one that like bullies Jake Johnson when he comes to the party? No, that is the weekend. Can I be that? Yeah, you can be the weekend. <laughs> you can be the bully. <laughs> yes. Or you could be bodega patron number two. Whatever you'd want. Wow. I don't think I have the chops for that. <laughs> um, so I like the idea of having a musical guest in there. Like maybe somebody's like playing, like they're at a party and like there's a musician like playing a set. Like they used to do that in old CSI episodes. They always had real life musicians like playing oh, sets. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like a big thing. Like early 2000s dramas, they loved like they, they loved making the hangout spot like a club. And there would always be like a band that you're like, is that? <laughs> like, oh, like, uh, John Mayer's up there? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is CSI New Orleans. What are you? Me, that's actually a good point. Because I, I was watching a, my girlfriend who uh, it ended. But we started watching Buffy the Vampire Slayer together at the beginning of quarantine last year. Yeah. By the way, great show. Holds up. It's a shame that it turns out what's his name's an asshole, Joss Whedon. Uh, but they went always went to this. They they famously went, were living in this like shitty small town, mm-hmm. but there was only one place to go, and it was just a shitty little club. But there was always a live music band, and like yeah. sometimes there would be like bands there, like actual yeah. bands. Like I remember hearing one song, and I was like, "Isn't this like a popular song? Like this is like wild that they would like this person." Anyway, watch Buffy is the moral of that story. Yes. Do we have Sarah Michelle Gellar in the film? <laughs> <laughs> she will be. She will be in the picture. She will be in the film. <laughs> okay, good. I do like the idea of having the weekend in the in the thing, but part of me, I had when I had it envisioned with me as the lead, I had it 
like we have to have that scene so basically like the party scene is great we have the party scene figured out the scene when it's like a a sequence or like a like it's just a timeline like you know days go by or weeks go by that that classic where he's just like classic bodega guy and she's like still doing her hot girl stuff but like say she's in like the middle of a photo shoot and she does like one of those like somber looks off to the side mm-hmm. or something like that and she's like man i'm really thinking about the bodega guy and uh, so this is really more of a fantasy then this is a dream you're you're playing a lot of the dream fantasy <laughs> Okay, yes. Um, I'm not believing that this Zendaya type is thinking about Bodega Guy, who all he did was be mean to her in a No, he's funny. He was funny after he was mean to her. And she thought it was I thought you said it was you. I'm funny. Oh, right. Okay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to pull up my notes. I'm trying to pull up my notes. I got to go to my archives. Um, This scene where he's reading the magazine article is a big, pivotal scene. That's a pivotal scene. When he's reading her talk about me or yeah. her him. Yeah. Yeah, she can talk about you. Um, uh, and I wouldn't believe that. Let me tell you something. Like, this is what I have on my mind. That's Billy Crystal when he's in the Harry Met Sally and he's in his nice fisherman sweater turtleneck and he's just reading. He's got that beard on. And for some reason, Billy Crystal's like a sex icon in the 80s. But uh, I want Ooh, that. Like, he still is. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then we have the music playing. Wow. And that's me reading. Yeah, that's nice. I just so, got a notification on Zoom that said, am I playing music? Am I going to get in trouble? Fuck them. Okay, go ahead. Um, where do you guys meet again? Where do you guys run into each other again? Because that's very important. I never finished the story. All I got to tell was... You something? I don't know why. I feel like it's at a bookstore. I feel like it's at a bookstore. That's a big rom-com move. I feel like your character is very cultured, and I feel like... You know, she's somebody that just wants to, like, tone it down a notch, you know? Yeah. yeah. She wants to have, like, a regular life with this regular bodega guy. Yeah. And, like, obviously, bodega guy goes to this, like, little bookshop. Little community bookstore. And, like, okay, so he goes back to the bodega after the party. None of his classic people that are always in there will get a group of comics to play those people. <laughs> They're just, like, ribbing them. Like, none of them believe that he hung out with what's-her-name. Yeah. And maybe he hangs out with her all night. Maybe she doesn't make fun of him at the party. She hangs out with him all night. They have oh, a great they have a time. magical evening. They have a magical evening. No kiss. No kiss. No kiss. But then they have to go their separate ways due to circumstance. Right. She's like, I have to be in Paris for fa- fashion She leaves week. with the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the weekend will be like the music. Maybe he'll be the music guy. The weekend is in this. I love the, the I, mean, I won't. I won't work on the film unless the weekend's attached. Okay. Yes. <laughs> unless he's attached to the picture. <laughs> And then what other notes do I have? Yeah. Oh, this one. We have to have this song in there. Yeah. That yeah. that one's that one's in there. That's gotta play a few times. Okay, yeah. We'll just maybe that's line. maybe that song's playing when they first meet in the bodega. You know how that that's a very bodega that, that would be playing in a bodega. And then at the and end she- of the movie. That's when they get together. Maybe yeah, 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 yeah. And he's like, he's like, I hate this song. And she's like, yeah. me too. Yeah, and then, and then it ends up being their song. And then at the end, he goes, oh, I hate this song. And she goes, me too. And then uh, they kiss. That's great. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> this is all over the place. This is a film, though. So, okay, we've got the initial meeting at the bodega. And we have the ending. And we have the ending. 
It's that pesky middle part. <laughs> it's 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 the hour. It's the hour and a half in the middle that. Well, where... because they have to see each other again. Then there has to be a falling out. There has to be a conflict. To be absolutely, absolutely, yes. absolutely. There has to I... be some sort of misunderstanding. He thought she was dating the weekend, but it turns out they're just working on something together. <laughs> Here it is. She's afraid to be seen with him. With the bodega boy? Yes. Or he thinks she's afraid to be seen with him when in actuality he's projecting and he's actually afraid to be seen with her. I think we're looking too much into it. <laughs> I think I think it would be more factual for a hot celebrity to not want to be seen with bodega guy. But I thought she was down to earth. She slipped up for a brief moment. Oh, because he was so you mean like she the reason why she likes him is because he's real but then the paparazzi are there and she kind of steps away it's a very subtle move and yeah. that just kind of ruins it for him like like okay so it's a it's, it's insane it's, that we're professional screenwriters it's pretty wild it so they're walking down the street holding hands classic paparazzi comes out it zooms in close on her hands she lets go of his hand wow and that's a picture on the dailymail.com yeah <laughs> Yes. The tabloids really rip into it. So so there's the conflict. She's afraid to be seen with him. Wow. And then and then he's like like if you're, you you like you don't want to be seen with me. I'm a real person. You're afraid to be seen with me whatever. Like you live your fancy life this and that mm -hmm. and, and I'll and I'll I much I was much happier at the at the bodega without you. And you know what you know what's happening here? You know what's happening? The what whole movie is leading up to she got a big movie premiere coming out. Big movie premiere. On the way to the premiere, she has them stop at the bodega, pick him up to take them, him with her to the movie premiere so they could walk the carpet together. And he looks like trash. And he looks like a, like he's working at a bodega and she thinks it's <laughs> hilarious and they have fun. And the picture's like, who are you with? And she's like, it's bodega boy. <laughs> Kiss me. Yeah, and that's the song's playing for some reason. <laughs> Like you know what would be really fun and meta is if the movie premiere is a rom-com. I do like that. That's fun. I do like that. I'm not going to go too meta whether it's like it's a rom-com about a bodega guy and she falls in love with... <laughs> that's too much. That's too much. Where she falls in love with uh, a guy who's like a regular guy. Yeah. I do like the idea of a rom-com. Is there anything else you'd like to add to the story? I think... The pivotal thing that we're missing is fun side characters. There needs to be a fun side character. I told you sides. I'm a fun side character. Right. You're her fun side character? Yeah. Because you're like the friend. You're I'm like, like I'm hey, like her. I'm like a her. bodega boy. You don't want that mess. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like her publicist or something. I'm like her PR okay, guy. Yeah. I'm her PR guy. And we could have we could have you also as like, so we have a PR guy, and maybe you're also another assistant, but you're like the shrewd one. Ah, yeah. You're always on the sabotage phone. Sabotage your relationship. You're always on the phone. You're always on the phone. You know what you need is a good animal character. Big missed opportunity here, Bodega Cat. He needs to have a Bodega Pat Cat buddy that he talks to sometimes. So now this is animated. No, it's <laughs> the Bodega Cat doesn't answer, but he's like, buddy, what are we going to do about this one? <laughs> <laughs> I still love the idea. My favorite scene in the whole movie and my masterpiece is whenever he reads the, he reads the magazine. Okay, are you imagining him ejaculating at something? No, what is the, there's what's the no. What's the look of this scene? There's no sex. There's no sex. There's no right. sex. That's the whole point. It's love. There's no sex. They're kissing on the red carpet. That's their first kiss. Yeah, that's beautiful. 
I love that that's how the rom-coms are. Like they, they were already dating, they're in love, and they had their first kiss in public. Yeah. On, on, on like, display. He's like, he's like, are you sure? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> kiss me. So maybe baby. he's reading the magazine in the bodega. Bodega Cat's reading it with him. Is there ever a I'm scene? I'm not ruling out that maybe it is animated. <laughs> so we're in New York. We're... <laughs> Change the whole picture. It's animated now. Uh, we'll get Nick Kroll to do all the voices. And Same. Uh, so it's a New York rom-com. So we have to have the classic New York scene where maybe they're riding the Staten Island Ferry or maybe they're like laying in the park and she's telling him about all this fancy stuff. And he's like, nah, he takes her to real New York. He takes her to a real narc. But like, here's the thing. I want her to be a New Yorker too. And just because she's a celebrity doesn't mean that she doesn't know real New York. That's part of the reason why she likes him is because she connects into her past. He thinks she doesn't know real New York. He takes her to like a dice game on the corner, but then she gets right down there and starts shooting. Yeah. She knows the guys. She's like, Hey, Johnny P. He's he's (laughs) like, what? I thought I was the only one who knew real New York. That's great. I don't dice games still happen in New York. Uh, maybe I don't know. I don't gamble. Yeah, maybe they're playing chess in Union Square. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's cool. Yeah, and she's like a savant with chess. Yeah, she's she's the queen of gambit. <laughs> yeah, I like this idea, man. I like this idea. Bodega Blues. Do you like? But do you like the title Bodega Blues? Ah, uh, can I tell you something? Corny that sounds a little hacky. Yeah, it's hacky. I know. Like, here's the thing: what we've put together is a lovely picture, and I don't <laughs> want it to be tanked by this title that I think. You know what I mean? I think it doesn't do service. You know, yeah. we went into it. This is a beautiful film. This is an Oscar contender. This is this is our. Crazy I'm not crazy kidding. Film. I'm not kidding. This actually, like, if we sat down and actually like figured out like what would be good about it, I do think this would be an okay rom com. I think it would be an okay rom com. I think it, I think it would so. at least get like a six point two out of ten rating on IMDb. Maybe five point eight. Yeah, people would see it more than once. Oh yeah, I mean it's fun, you know, and that's you want to see it again for like the the the, the bits, the characters, you know, Absolutely. the music it needs to be Absolutely. good. What's the title? Not Bodega Blues. Nah. Do you like the idea of have? I just like the alliteration, but it doesn't have to be alliteration. Bodega Blues is, but like, the, there's not really a lot of blues going on here, unless and he's, he's sad all the time, which he is. Is he also a blues musician? <laughs> so hold on here. So now he's not only he's also chasing his dreams. I like that. So he's not just a lowly bodega guy. He's also like a, an open micer, but not a comedian. It's like an open mic music singer. Yeah. Yeah. And that would kind of present a little conflict on her end as well. Is like, is he trying to use me for clout? This is good. This is good. Mm-hmm. Because now there is a mutual conflict, not just yeah. you're afraid to be seen with me. He's upset. I, like to, I don't want to put all the onus on either character. I want right. them to be equals here. Yes. You know what I mean? They're both leads in my picture. It's a feminist picture. <laughs> I'm with it. I want I want it to be like the Rainbow Coalition or something like that. I want everybody to be included. Got to pass the bike doll test too, by the way. I don't even know what that is, but I'm in. Two female characters need to have a conversation, not about men or or something like that, I think. Pass it with flying colors. <laughs> we'll do it. Book it. Book it. I don't know who the other female lead is, but yeah, we uh, didn't have a single other female character. That might be a problem. well. We only have we only have like four characters right now. That's true. One of them needs to be a woman. Maybe right. the weekend is a woman. <laughs> maybe maybe it'll be a female musician. Maybe it won't be. Uh, and and what if he gets up there and tries to play music with the band? Yeah. Ah. Uh, wow. Wow. Maybe it's Billy Eyelash. Oh wow! Nice callback. 
Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking like Paramore, somebody who actually rocks. Uh, Haley Williams, that'd be fucking sick. She's awesome. That's actually, that's, I would also believe that. I would believe her being in a rom-com. Because she's not, she's at that point where it's like. She's at that point where it's like, everyone would be happy to see her there and she doesn't have that much going on. Boom. (laughs) That's (laughs) That's what we need. We need people, we need people who want to work, but also people who have been forgotten about at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Mike Posner makes an appearance. I don't know. Wow. He might be a little too forgotten. (laughs) Dude, I felt so bad for him, bro. Not to completely change the subject. by a snake. Okay. So like he walks across America and everybody was like, okay. No, <laughs> like like his best friend and his dad died, and he's walking across America. He gets bitten by a snake. And he walks across America, releases like a whole album. Everybody was just like, "All right." Okay. Did it not do well at all? I, I think it did. I felt he's the thing about Mike Posner. Not a lot of people realize like he's had a lot of success success behind the scenes. He's written a lot of hits. He's really? written a, he's written a lot you know, of hits. Also, was a curse too. Is when your first fucking song is the number one hit or whatever, or a huge, a massive hit. Yeah. And then after that, you're always like, oh, what happened to that guy? So even if you, you see, I'm sure he still has fans and people are listening to his music, but people are like, what a fucking loser. Yeah. One of my favorite artists is John Bellion, who's ah yeah 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 talented as what the one song. What was it? That was like uh, a, a really fast song. He's got la, a lot la, of. La, la, I'm very sorry. Something like that. But la 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 la. I, la, I, think, la, la. I think I'm doing. It. That's it, right? <laughs> that's close. Yes. Um, the the thing is, he actually had in the past couple of weeks, he's had like two like number one hits. I think he wrote a couple of those Bieber songs that came out. Like he's Get out. he's he's like a big time behind the scenes guy. Really talented really cool musician. You learn about that. Yeah. Would you write jokes for somebody? Yeah. I mean, I, one of my favorite things is I actually, I feel so much freer when I'm like sitting down and writing with my friends. Cause mm-hmm. I know their voices, like, especially my close friends in comedy, I know their voices and there's no pressure. Like it's so much harder to write for myself. Cause I'm like, this is stupid. It's never going to work. Right. And then for them, I'm like, here we go. You know, just, it's, it's fun. There's no, there's no risk factor for me. So I'm like, try it. Yeah. And- whatever. <laughs> I, so, yeah, I, lo- I love helping other people with jokes. I uh, like, so, so if, Here's a scenario. We could also make a movie about this. Uh, and I have one more question for you. I know we've been taking up a lot of your time, but I do have another question after this. Um, one question. Would you write for like a big time comic who like saw you say you were at New York Comedy Club the other night? What if somebody was sitting on the sofas back there on the back wall? Mm-hmm. Big time guy came up to you after you liked your set. Would you like to write jokes for me? And you're like, but you're big time. Would you do yeah. it? You'd be down for that? Yeah. I'm not in the business of saying no. I don't have the luxury of saying no right now. And I also think that, like, something like that is also, it's a great opportunity to just kind of, like, talk to somebody. You know what yeah. I mean? And kind of work with them. I also think that, like, if I'm not going to tell the jokes, it'd be cool to see somebody else tell them. Yeah. Also, I think that's a misconception. If I'm writing jokes for someone else, they're, some, they're in someone else's voice. It's not, I would never have told those jokes to be to in the first place. So I think that's, like, it's not like I'm not shooting myself in the dick. Yeah. All right. So what do you think? This about- is also purely hypothetical. Nobody's asking me. <laughs> Clearly hypothetical. No, you're good, man. You're good. I actually actually was having the thought before I went up because I had to go up after you and you were like hammering it like you did really well that night. And uh, I was like, oh, gosh, I have to go up after him and he's nailing it like I'm scared. Mm-hmm. But you did great, yeah. man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> the other question I have is what do you think about movies that are sort of like the classic like comedian on comedy movies i mean certainly overdone 
Yeah, I think I think it's an overdone. I think it's an overdone. And what do you mean, comedian on comedy, like a rising comic getting through into the scenes? Yeah, there's that. Yeah, there's that. Well, I mean, that's that. Certainly, TV. That's a huge thing. Like every single comic will tries to make a show that's like, what if it was just me hanging out doing stand up? Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. It won't be like crashing. No, 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 no. It'll be. No, no, no. It's not like Seinfeld. No, it's it's definitely not like Seinfeld. And it's like, yeah, we do have a little bit of influence from Curb Your Enthusiasm because we have a beginning and an end. But that yeah. middle, <laughs> that 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 middle, it's like it's whatever you guys wanted to. But the problem is, so many of them are so good because those people are so talented. So, I know comedians I are. As as you have comedians a are very angle, versatile. Are you saying are you pitching a show, a movie, or a show that's like no. a comedian on comedy? No, 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 no. I'm just asking what your thoughts are on that. If you think it's like an overdone thing. I mean, I wrote a pilot and filmed it, and it had nothing to do with comedy. I actually did it it was a superhero program oh, cool. and uh and i was a real estate agent in it it still started me please don't be ridiculous but it was uh <laughs> but it was i was were you was the villain because you have the villain look as i do this i'm like what makes you think you're that? doing the uh what do they call that like the uh, i don't know it's like a power triangle or something like that like all these business speakers do it it's a thing a pyramid pyramid i think it's called pyramid the power pyramid. I uh, no, it's um, it's like just like if a morally ambiguous person got superpowers, and like I play like the lazy real estate agent who ends up getting it, and like that kind of thing. So like it, it was fun to kind of do that, and then I made it. Listen, it got into some festivals. Stop clapping. And uh, <laughs> I liked it. I like I like that idea. <laughs> it was fun, honestly. I had so much fun making it. All I want to do is make more stuff like that. The problem is I have no money, and nobody's asking me to make things. So. <laughs> those are two those are two issues yeah the one the most recent comedian on comedy movie i never got to see the one that steve byrne made and steve byrne told me personally shout out uh that it was the most true to character like this is actually what it's really like to be a comedian to make it in comedy i had the what's the guy's name yang not bowen yang but like jimmy yang is that a guy okay that's a guy that's an asian guy yeah yeah, he's uh he's the lead. He's the lead in that. He plays oh. what he plays what Steve Byrne was, I believe. You know what I really I like. You know what it is now, and what people are doing are comedians on comedy movies. But there's also something else, like The Big Sick. Yeah, great. I love that movie. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. Um, Mike Cannon had one. Uh, uh, I don't know if you saw it or not, and I don't remember the name of it. But dude, I watched it at the exact wrong time in my life. Hmm? Because this was like just pandemic started. I just burnt it all down and break up with the lady because we want different stuff. His movie is literally about being a comic and breaking up with a girl because she's doing professional stuff and he wants to be a comic. And I'm like, God, Mike, why did you do this to me? (laughs) And then and then he has a show in the city that she works in. She comes to it and he has to meet her new boyfriend. Oh, shit. Oh, and I was like, my, Mike. It was tough, but it was an all right one. I liked it. You know what I really Tim like? Dillon's in it. Tim Dillon's in it. Yeah. Tell you what, guy's a talent. Very um, talented. Uh, a few years ago, what's his name? Mark Re- Mike Birbiglia came out with this movie that was like it was like more about improv. And I've never been an improv guy. It was like all these people like basically like this improv troupe, and they were all, a few of them had like a tryout for SNL, and like one of them got it or whatever. Keegan Michael mm-hmm. Key and like what's her name, Jillian Jacobs. It was a really talented. It was wonderful. It was incredible. Yeah. And I never got it. I was never an improv person, but it was like really like a really good movie. So the movie was about improv people? It was about improv people and it was a very realistic movie and it was like also about like how they handle some one of them getting an opportunity that other ones didn't and like you know what I mean? Right. Um so it was really cool. It, it was let me look it up. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah. I need to look this up. It was good. 
Oh, don't think twice. Yeah, it was okay. Cool. Don't think twice. I'm adding that to Hulu. the list. Absolutely. I'm adding that to the list. I like it. Tell me what you think about it. Don't think twice. What's his name? Oh yeah, what's uh, the Chris Gathard's in it? He's good. He's in that. He's in that documentary about uh, that park. That park that like killed kids growing up. Park killed kids. Uh, you remember the movie Johnny Knoxville made where it's like camp something? Oh, oh, Action Park or whatever. Action Park. He's in a documentary about Action Park. Chris said he went there as a kid and like people were getting like hauled out on stretchers and stuff like that. The movie is crazy. That's insane. Ben Stiller's in it. Wow. That's one more thing. Uh, we've actually been going a long time, but that's one thing I would like to talk about really quickly, and then we can get out of here. So, so, what are your thoughts? when there's an artist that you see it's big time you like them a lot but then you find out their parents are well connected what are your thoughts on that that's a really good question and because i've been wrestling i've been wrestling with that feeling it's a it's a it's a it's a bittersweet thing because you're like "Ah," you know it is like an ah it's like "Ah." it's like obviously uh, if especially if i'm a fan of the person they deserve it you know, you, you like to believe that it would have happened anyway. Yeah. But at the same time, something clicks and it's like, well, you know what I mean? It's, there's, there's, it's, never, it's rarely a coincidence. It's what makes it so exciting when somebody who doesn't have anything connected-wise yeah. is usually... But like, here's the thing. You can't hold it against anyone. No. Because everything in life is based off of connections no matter what. Absolutely. It's, everything about is based off of timing, luck. It's also talent, but it's also... You know what I mean? I can't think of how many people it's like... One woman happened to see one guy's sketch, and now she's helping him write an animated show. You know what I mean? And like, right. like, I mean, the, even things that I've gotten in life, and I haven't gotten a lot of things, they happened just by chance. You know what I mean? Like, the only reason why I'm doing the BuzzFeed show that I am is like this girl that lived next to me in college. We weren't even that close. She was just a sweetheart. She Instagram messaged me being like, "BuzzFeed's looking for people to be in this show. Do you want to do it?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so I'll do it." Yeah. It's like obviously, like. Why would if you have the opportunity to do something, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? So you can't really hold it against people. Right. But there is a bit of a resentment, especially when it's like, yeah, they're connected. I have a little more resentment where it's like they have no worries. Like if they're also super rich, maybe they're not even connected. But if they never had to work while they were working for something, that's that makes it a lot easier. There's zero stress. It's a lot easier to go there do stand is. up every single night when you don't have to worry about money, like when you're rising up. Absolutely. Absolutely. And and it, it's a little bit different, like I understand that artists all across the board, it's all subjective. Like people like what they like and they hate this and that. And so it's like, you see somebody that's really good and really rich, like Melanie and Kroll grew up without having to worry about anything. That's true. And they're, but they're hilarious. Yeah. Whereas here I go name dropping. You get a guy like a Dalia who a lot of people don't like, whose dad was a big time producer. You yeah. know, it, it kind of is like, ah, uh, yeah. You know, that was uh, one of the best roast jokes that I heard was what's his name? Uh, somebody said, Kristen Leah's what would happen if Dane Cook had uh, a rich father and half the talent. <laughs> that makes absolutely that makes perfect sense. That makes perfect sense. And then Chris like tried to like defend it. He goes, Oh, you guys think I got things because my dad worked for Boston Legal? And we're like, Yeah, that's yeah, why. yeah it definitely didn't hurt. <laughs> yeah, like, what do you mean you were selling scripts and movies at 17? What other 17 year old gets to do that? You yeah, think it's because you were talented or because your dad could be like, hey, do this for me real quick. Just emailing Amazon at 17. You guys want to make this? Um, yeah, I don't, I, you know, can't hold it against people, but it's, a, it's rarely. I be, I, because I also have this thought, like Ben Stiller, his dad was an actor. I love Ben Stiller. And uh, that's good callback. Um, the, 
Legend. Yeah, it's a recent comeback. But um, like you and I, like we want to be successful entertainers. Like, what if our kids got into entertainment? Like, we want want them to be like screwed. We want to give them the best. You want to set them up for success. Yeah, and that's why it is. So it's like why you can't at a certain point you can't hold it against people. But I think, but the, there's a reason why you root for people more when it's like I think Tim Dillon's a really good story about someone who grew up really poorly. Yeah. Cokehead said his mom parents, was like a crazy person. Yeah, crazy mom, and he forged his own path. Like that's somebody really forged his own goddamn path. So that's cool. I mean, people that were like borderline almost homeless were still doing that. Tiffany Haddish was like living in her car before she broke through. Right. I think Kevin Costner was too, or something like that. He's great. So that's sick. So it's like it's nice. It's more uplifting to hear those stories because it's like okay, so either end of the spectrum it can happen but i think the the rich end the connected end is obviously the one that happens way more likely yeah and that's just the society we live in so and it kind of bums me out sometimes because like when i had to move back home to west virginia i would have to drive 20 minutes to mcdonald's to like upload my shows and upload tiktoks and i'm like oh god like i know somebody who's well connected is definitely gonna get things yeah there was that who knows that's why, you know, you become friends with people also because people are enjoyable, but you never know who's going to pop <laughs> off. <laughs> I was having a discussion. I was having a discussion with uh, a couple of my non-comic friends last night who are way more funny than any of my comic friends, mm-hmm. uh, as we all know. And they were like, like, you know, it's great that you bring on all these guests on your show because like eventually like these people will all like be great and everything and you'll be mm-hmm. connected with them. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to sound like I'm just using them for their name. Like, I just like talking to comics, you know? It's and a making... nice bonus. Sir. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't I, hurt. I, it, it doesn't hurt that I know, like, it doesn't hurt that there's a couple people that I had on here very early on that now have 10K on Instagram. It doesn't hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify, I'm not one of those people. But you will be. Because <laughs> your Instagram um, reels are great, and I got to post more reels. I'm going to post one today. Oh, thank you very much. I uh, I always say to like my close friends in comedy, anytime any one of us gets something, it's good for all of us. You know, absolutely, I mean? dude. There's enough room at the table for everyone. I'm so tired of yeah. people thinking like, oh, so so got it. I can't get it. Uh, well, that's just if you. The, the, it's, it's really the talents of people that say things like that. <laughs> You'll have that. You'll have that, man. But uh, is there anything you'd like to to close out with? Um, I got nothing. I have to pee like a racehorse. This might be one of the longest episodes, man, but I really love talking to you. I'm sorry we couldn't talk about crypto and everything. Oh, well, I'm kind of glad. It's pretty depressing. I got in there right before he dressed us with fucking Wario and tanked everything. So I I hopped on. I was like, this is going to jump to a dollar. I better buy it now. Well, what did, can you answer this for me? Like, why um, were like the SNL people like not wanting to be on camera with them? I think that was also a rumor. I think there was maybe one. Oh, okay. Pete Davidson came out and was like, honestly, nobody's upset. I don't know who keeps saying that. Oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, he was like, we're trying to figure out who the person who's upset was. So it's like, I don't think, but I think the internet hates him because he's a billionaire, which is understandable. Billionaires shouldn't exist, obviously. But at the same time, you know, he's kind of just a lovable weirdo. He's also, he might be a terrible guy, but he's also a weirdo. That guy's got like some weird skeletons in his closet. Oh, yeah, he's definitely killed a guy. Yeah. I also think it's like odd to be to spend billions to send people to Mars when you could fix the planet we're on. But that's a whole yeah, different. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you have that. You see, it's very weird that all these rich people are buying like land in New Zealand and buying this or that. Yeah. And it's like, what are you guys? I always think it's for? funny when like 
poor people or regular people get behind him. He's like, yeah, he's, you're just jealous of him because he's rich. And it's like, you know, he's not taking you to Mars. He's taking Leo to Mars. Like, it's like <laughs> you're not going on the spaceship. Yeah, people that simp, I, I don't understand the simping for the billionaires. I will never yeah. understand that. Like, I, do, I respect the guy. I bought Tesla stock as I well. I do respect it. You know what I mean? But I, I, I want a piece of the pie. <laughs> I tell you, like, you know, it's been so indoctrinated in people's minds where I'm from that, like, if you work hard, it'll happen no matter what. Like, you will get there if you just work hard. And these people mm -hmm. work, like, these manual labor, labor jobs, work their fingers to the bone, and, like, they get, like, an okay life. Like, maybe they have a boat and they get to go out on the river, and that's great. But, like, it's a drop in the bucket compared to what, like, the boss man is getting. It just, yeah. Like, they just sent for these billionaires. It's like, oh, he worked hard and got a billion dollars. I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. Was he? He was in the warehouses moving packages. That was him. Yeah, that's one to know what he was doing. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Noted. Be Bezos, Bezos was out there on the delivery truck. That's that was him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never understand that man. But uh, thanks for popping by, man. Of you, course. Where Where can the people follow you at? Uh, at Max Gazillion on all the specials. You can check out MaximilianSpinelli.com. I got some tour dates this summer. Soft Boy Summer Tour. Soft Boy. Oh, sitting near you. I'm so excited to, to see what happens with that, man. It's it's awesome to uh, to see your success, and hopefully we'll get you on again, and eventually you'll be at the Five Timers Club. We'll get a robe. Actually, we'll get this nice... This candle. Oak Moss I candle. A noose post-coital uh, candle. I can't wait. If anybody can get a hold of this candle for me, please let me know. I don't think they make it anymore. I will buy a whole box of them. Thank you. Amazing. All right. Thank thanks for having. stopping by, bud. Bye. Remember to follow me on Twitter and Instagram. Franco's word <laughs> underscore all that stuff. Sorry, I had to get all then. Uh, see ya.